Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. If you brought your Bible with you this morning, turn with me real quick to Genesis. That's the very first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 3. And then you're just going to kind of pause. Once you find it, you're going to pause because we ain't going to get there yet. Okay, we're going to set this thing up, and then we're going to move, move uh, rather quickly. So once you get there, just kind of hit the pause button, and um, then we're going to move. But just to kind of set that up while you're going to verse 3, everybody, well, I say everybody knows, maybe they don't know, so I'm going to go ahead and just set this thing up for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot over while you're in verse 3, I'm gonna, uh, chapter 3, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to scoot over to chapter 1, and it says, In the beginning, somebody say, In the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everybody knows that. He, poof, spoke it into existence, right? Yeah. And so he did all that. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. Somebody say, let there be light. light. And there was light. We're going to skip on through a little bit and it's going to say, and uh, God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. And there was, skipping on down. So then he said, let there be water under the sky, be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And there was, and God said it was good. Somebody say it was good. Every time he did whatever he did, he said it was good. Aren't you, aren't you, isn't it cool to serve a God who doesn't have an identity crisis or or, or a confidence issue? When he did it, he said, it's good. There wasn't even nobody else there to talk to. So he wasn't just communicating words that create. He was communicating with himself. When you do something, you turn around and go, well, that's good. That's the kind of God we serve. That was good. So he's doing all this stuff, and he said, that was good. Then he said, let there be lights in the expanse. How many glad there's lights? We ain't walking around and bumping into each other in the dark. Oh, I didn't see you there. Pardon me. Excuse me. Uh, Pardon me. Uh, let there be light in the expanse of the sky that separated day from night. And there was, and God said it was, it was good. Well, he did all of that, and then after he saw that it was good, we're going to focus our attention on the very first man and lady that walked the face of the earth. And no, it wasn't somebody with a hairy back, and, and he started out in this, you know, Contrary to popular belief, he didn't start out like this and get like this and get like... Man, I see those cars, I just want to go rip that stuff off them in the back of their little cars. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all know y'all want to do that stuff when you see that stupid stuff on... Okay, y'all be holy and I'm going to be real. No, I can't say that. Never mind this church. Um, Yeah, I was going to get too real there for a minute. But God made the heaven and the earth and saw that it was... Good. Well, there's a lesson for us to learn in that part because then it says um, that he created man in his image. He created man and woman in his image. He created man and saw that it was. Well, then he said it isn't good for man to be alone. How, are you seeing, seeing what happened? He didn't just do one thing and saw that it was good. Good enough. I don't like people who, who, who have that mindset of that's just good. Oh, that's good enough. That, that'll work. That'll work. No, no, no. Poof. You know, that, don't even like that kind of stuff, that mindset. Where do we get that from? God didn't operate that way, and we're supposed to be like God. I'm not saying put yourself up there with him. I'm just saying be holy like he is holy. Yeah. Amen? So, so God, God never stops at just good enough. So he, made, he did all of those things, said it was good, but thought, you know what? I need somebody to share this with. So he creates man, does all that, tells man, you name, the, name the, all these animals, everything that I've created, you put names on. That's your, that's your job. That's your responsibility. You do that. 
Well, then he said, hey, that was good. Great job, Adam. But you know what? It's not good for man to be alone. And all the men in the house said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> all the married men in the house. You got one of these, you can say all kinds of things. You can do all kinds of things, too. I'm just going to say, I like talking in public high schools because I like to break it down real, real and just let them know, hey, I'm having more than you are. I know that was just a little. See, I could have said the word, but I'm just keeping it real this morning. But see, God didn't stop and just say, well, that's good. So it's not good for man to be alone. So he put Adam to sleep, pulled a rib out, pop, there's the lady. Right there she is for Adam. It said, be fruitful, multiply. He said, and it is good. It is good. But how many have noticed that he didn't just stop at good enough? Where does that come from anyway? Where does that mindset come from, good enough? I I think we define it at a personal level. It's what we spend most of our lives trying to become good enough. Young people know exactly what I'm talking about. We spend our whole life trying to fit in and be good enough. What is that? Just being good enough. We work so hard at just measuring up. Our minds get bombarded with images and thoughts of, I'm not good enough, I'm not perfect enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not big enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm too dumb. I hope I'm good enough to make the cheerleading squad. I hope I'm good enough to make, to make the football team. I hope I'm good enough to make the basketball team. See where the standard got said, I hope I'm good enough. So then, so then we get that mindset, we walk around going, I hope it's good enough. Then we bring that stinking thinking into the church and go, well, it's just good enough. Oh, it don't matter if there's spider webs. At least we knocked the wall down. It don't matter if we got paint. It, it don't matter if we got... No, it's just good enough. Man, take that stinking thinking and go down the road and sell it to somebody else because that ain't happening here. Because I believe that we should give the very best to the one who gave his very best. We, we set the standard of what, what, we, what we want. And it's, good, it's just enough. It's just good enough. We set our goal at just becoming good enough. When we settle and sell ourselves short, Instead of tapping into something greater, say greater. God wants something greater. One time we were out there in the middle of, way out there in East Jesus in a little, little white church, la, 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 church. Then we come in here because God wanted something greater. And man, that was cool. We got a little more room. We ain't stepping on each other. Man, that was, that was good enough. No, no, it wasn't good enough. It needs to be greater. So Jesus said, knock the wall, drop the wall because I've got something greater. We need to tap into something greater. Amen. We become the limits of our own success. We become the limits of our own success. Whatever it is, whether it's in your, in your personal, in your career, your job, uh, uh, education, the ministry, you, become, you are the limit. Because Jesus said the sky's the limit. You're just hanging out here for a while. But God's got something greater. Say that with me. Say, God is about ready to do something greater in me. Turn to your neighbor on the right and say, did you know that he's fixing to do something big in my life? Now turn to the person on your left. We don't want to leave nobody out. Did you know that God's getting ready to do something? Have you heard? Have you heard that God's getting ready to do something big in my life? How many knows there's room for all of us? Listen, in order for something greater to happen in the house, listen, something greater must first happen to those that occupy the house. In order for God to do something greater in the house, he's got to first do something huge for those that occupy and dwell in the house. Amen? I believe that through everyday life activities, we've lost sight in the fact that God created us, God chose us, and God wired us on purpose for a purpose. And what's even more crazier is God lives on the inside of us. 
That makes you great. You've got greatness living on the inside of you. 1 John 4, 4, it's not up there. I'm going to tell you. It says, greater is he, Jesus, that is in me than he that is in the world. It didn't say, I'm great. It said, he's great. Greater is he that is in me. See, some people walk around, they start doing a little something, and it changes a little bit. Ministries start to grow, and things change a little bit. They go, oh, yeah, I'm great. I got this. Yeah, we're we doing this thing at Forward Church. Y'all heard? You heard? He, he's doing something big. No, no, no. You're nothing. But God inside of you is greater. So you need to tap into what's inside of you to become greater greater there's greatness on the inside of you and i believe that god wants us to tap in to that greatness we're not just down here on a free pass to do whatever the crap we want to just just whatever feels good yolo you only live once do just whatever you whatever feels good whatever you want to do but i believe this before god can do a work through you he's got to do a work in you before he can do anything, before he can pipe anything through you, he's got to, man, if you're building a house, and I'm not, I'm not a, obviously, you know, I don't, I'm do a little something, but you're building a house, it wouldn't be that far. But you're building a house, you're putting pipes in, I guarantee you, you're going to, you want to make sure that the pipe's clean before you bury that thing, right? You want to make sure there's nothing in there. Well, in order for God to put, to, to, to direct something from heaven down through you and let it go out, he's got to first make, do something in you. Amen? This is what I know. For your life, God has something greater. For your family, those of you who have one now and those of you who that one day will. Hello, young people. One day you will have a family because it ain't good for man to be alone or ladies to be alone. But do it the right way. For your family, God has more in store than what you're planning. We got our plans and our agendas. And at the beginning of the year, we list out and we do these things. Somebody said, well, I thought we were in Genesis. We're we going there. Just hold tight. I said, pause. Y'all know how that works? Just chill. So, so. So we, we make our list of what we want to accomplish throughout the year. How many do that? You make your list and then you... But how many... How, where does God fit in our list? For your life, for your family, God has something greater, more than what you have. He's planning something greater for you. Can you say that? He's planning something greater on my behalf. Isaiah 55, 8 says, My thoughts... This is, this is him. This is Jesus. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can ever imagine. How many big dreamers in the house? You got big plans. You like to do big stuff. I'm not into little, little plans. Big stuff. Can you imagine? That, and, and, if, and if what you're believing and what you're dreaming isn't, uh, you don't feel like it's obtainable, then you're not dreaming big enough. If, whatever you, if you think you can get there on your own, then you need, to stretch your, you need to stretch your vision and your dream a little bit. Hello. How many would like to stretch your wallet? Yeah. Put a little something in that. Well, God says what I have for you is even far beyond anything you can ever imagine. Your career path and future, you see it one way, but God sees it as greater. For this ministry, we may have one view based on where we've been and how we've always done it, but God wants to stretch us this morning to something greater. Remember what I always say, the greater the stretch, the further the launch. The bigger the dream, the greater the responsibility. We want to do big-time stuff, but, man, I don't know if I'm really ready to sign up for all that. So I hope somebody else signs up so I can partake in the greatness. Mm. Bless your soul. Bless your heart. Sounds dangerous, doesn't it? Stephen Furtick said it best when he said, and I quote, The only danger we face is not the danger of ruining our lives, but wasting them. The only danger we face in our lives isn't ruining them, but wasting our lives. 
See, something can look ruined and it can still be restored. Something can look ruined, but it can be restored. But if you've wasted it, it's gone. Y'all know the old saying, Grandma and Grandpa, you say, time's a-wasting. Because once it's wasted and spent, you can't get it back. So don't waste your life. And it's so funny because I was thinking yesterday as I was putting the final touches on, I was like, God, I don't even know this message, you know, because this first part really isn't where we're going. You're going to be so shocked when you realize you're going to be like, how, how are you connecting what you just said with where we're going? Watch and see how it works. And I said, God, are you sure about this? And this, and I, so I, I, I had been in the Word for a little bit, and I flipped over to Twitter, and, uh, and this pops up, this little Twitter thing from T.D. Jakes that was actually quoted by Brian Houston, who is the lead pastor at Hillsong Church. It said, don't build your church with people that are thinking minimums. So then I knew I was on the right track, because you can't be thinking small. You've got to be thinking big. So we don't need people. We, you can't build a church with think, people who are thinking minimums. I don't want to be a thinking minimum. I want to be thinking big, baby. I want to be thinking big stuff. So let's go there. Are you ready to unhit the pause button? Read with me Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. So we're there, the garden. We're back to the garden. Somebody say, wow, I'm glad we're so back. Nice to see you again, Adam and Eve. There we are in the garden. God said, man, this is all yours. All this is yours except for that one tree right there. You can't touch that. Man, I just dated myself. So anyway, so Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Must have been like Florida weather because we're in the cool right now. Cool of the day. And they hid. Everybody say they hid from the Lord among the trees. Isn't it funny how we try to hide from God? We try to hide things from God. We, we go into our iPhone and we go to that settings button and we go to the Safari button and we go clear history so nobody can see it. Let me tell you something. Once you hit that baby, that thing is locked up there. He saw it. Hid from the Lord. God, God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Isn't it funny how God asked a question? It wasn't, for his it wasn't for his benefit to find out where they were. You think God didn't know where they were? He created all of it, looking down from above. And, and he can't find two naked people? Oh, yeah, they was naked, by the way. He can't find them? Hid themselves. They're only naked for a moment. Isn't it funny how we try to hide when we're, at our, when we're most, most exposed? He answered. Who is he? Adam. I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So I hid. Father, take this word for the next few moments. God, open up our hearts, throw this stuff in there. Father, compact it so good. Father, that I've got something to dip into tomorrow or as a matter of fact, even this afternoon when the enemy comes and tries to steal the seed, pull it out and rob me of what I know God has for my life. God, today... Through the reading of your word and the scriptures, God, reveal your son Jesus to us because we know if we will see Jesus, we'll never be the same again in Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. So he asked, where are you? Where are you at? So the title of the message, I was riding down the road one day and I was like, God, what, what ain't you here? Where are you at and what are you doing? Where are you at and what are you doing? It's the most famous two-part question of all parents who have teenagers. I didn't have a phone. Well, I did. It was a bag phone, you know, the kind that looked like a big old suitcase. But I can remember, even through that bag phone, on my senior year, I was uh, 
dating somebody in Gainesville, Florida, and I remember having a curfew and all those things, and my dad would call me and say, where are you at? And what are you doing? How many kids, y'all got your parents to ask you that? Where are you at? What are you doing? God's asking us that today. Where are you at? And what are you doing? What are you doing where you are? It's going to hit home, trust me. Because it got me, luckily the bruises in my face and my eye, you know, the, 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 the uh, black eyes went away because, how many knows when you deliver the word, it's always coming first to the one who's putting it together, amen? So where are you at and what are you doing? Well, the reason this message is because I sense the urgency, and you probably heard me say this since January, since we've been down here. I sense the urgency for intentional positioning. Be intentional. Don't just do stuff just because. Remember, we're not down here on a free pass just to do whatever we want, whenever we want, with whoever we want, and how many times we want to do it. The definition of intentional, in case people are like, I'm not really sure exactly how you're coming out here, comes straight at you. An action performed with awareness, done deliberately, consciously, and on purpose. Some people want it to happen. I saw this, and I thought this was great. Some people want it to happen some wish it would happen and others make it happen. I want to be a maker. I want to make it happen. Mariah Carey said, if you believe in yourself enough and know what you want, you can make it happen. Sorry, I just had them. <laughs> you believe in yourself and know what you want, you're going to make it happen. Make it happen. Y'all supposed to help me on that right there. Make it happen. But see, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the word, this word that we're in for just the next few moments, real quick, don't, don't miss it. Don't miss it. I believe that it should challenge us. The word should challenge us. So I want us to examine our individual lives and ask the question, where am I today? Ask yourself, where am I and what am I doing? Well, today I'm sitting here. Do you know you can be here and not be here? Funny, some of you are there now. Hello, you can be here but not be here. You could be, you know, lunchtime. All that. You could be here but not be here. God wants to know where are you and what are you doing with where you are. Somebody told me in Georgia a long time ago, wherever you go, there you are. That sound real, didn't sound real deep, did it? But it's the truth. Wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are. So whatever you're carrying to wherever you go, there it is. So you've got to be careful what you're carrying. What's in your suitcase? Why we still got that stuff anyway? Because our toys feel good. Our, the Bible says there'll be pleasure in sin for a season. Well, while it's my season, I still want to hang out and do my thing. All right, you do that. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Let's flip there real quick. First, uh, first book in the, the New Testament. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 says this. Therefore, go. Somebody say, Go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, not commanding, not talking down to, but teaching them, teaching them to obey everything. Not you better do this, go get your life right, then you can come in here. No, 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 come on in here how you are, and let's be taught together. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. I am realizing that part of that verse even in the last 24 hours of my life. Of being obedient to God, wondering what in the crap's going on. And how easily we forget. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He ain't tripping. 
Why am I tripping? Why are you tripping? Surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Oh, so you're talking about, so therefore go and make disciples. You're talking about a mission trip. Oh, yeah, sign me up. I need a vacation. We had somebody that thought they were going on a vacation one time. I think it was Haiti. I can't remember. So excited, man. Got off that plane. Bless God, I'm just going to start praying for everybody in the name of Jesus, just laying hands on everybody and doing all that kind of stuff. I know that, that kind of reminds you of my dad, doesn't it? Just get over it. So anyway, all that stuff, can I tell you, within 24 hours, that lady who thought she was ready, set up, and ready to go on a missions trip, she was sick for the whole entire week and a half we were in another country. Because she had no business going to lay. It said, lay hands on no man suddenly. If God didn't tell you to do it, you better keep your hands off. We're not talking about a, a, a missions trip or a vacation. I'm talking about if you grab and get a hold of a go ye and go do something with it. Get yourself a go ye and do something with it. It's time, it's, t- it's time to focus on what really matters. God's definition of what really matters is pretty straightforward. He measures our lives by how we love. He measures our success. He measures how we're doing in our relationship with Him by, by how we love one another. You can have all that stuff. You can pay the biggest, write the biggest check. You can raise your hands higher than anybody else. You can, you can, go, you can go to do as many bake sales and spaghetti dinners and bake ziti and all that stuff you want to, but if you ain't loving nobody, you ain't got squat. He measures us by the way we love one another. Where are you going? Get ready. Hold on. I'm fixing to sign you up. Although big things are happening at Forward Church, God brought to my attention that the true success of the church isn't determined by what happens within these four walls of a building, but what happens when we take the church to the community. That's, that's how you will measure the success of a church. You can buy matching chairs and make it all pretty and hang some lights and fill the pews. But if that's all you got, if you're expecting them to come in and you ain't willing to go meet them where they are, they're not coming. You know why? Because they've already been here. And I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about the church in general. The reason, the first reason people aren't going to church is because they've already been and we screwed it up. So that's why we come in here. What's church all about? Church is about equipping us to go out and do change. We pray God's presence to be released. God, be released, and may we experience you in our services. But how good are we doing at releasing God in our community? How good are we doing? God, release in the house. Release, release, release. But how good are we doing at releasing love to people who are less likely to want to be loved? And you, you can see them. Don't mess with me. They got a big T-shirt. You can see it with your invisible. Don't mess with me. I hurt you. Don't come over here. You'll get something you don't want to break off. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you see those people? I'm going to go and just slap the ugly right off of them and say, Jesus loves you. Let your face show it. <laughs> I'm going to see some of y'all walking down the street tomorrow. You're going to be like, oh, no, he ain't. <laughs> so we're going to get an opportunity. We're going to get an, op- we're going to get an opportunity how are we doing on time? For those of you that are on medication, it's 12.08. I wanted to use that one. We're going to, we're going to, I wrote that one down at Free Chapel. I was like, I got to use that one. Dad, got, Dad beat me to it. We're going to get our opportunity to show how we love the community. I'm going to go pause right here for just a second, and we're going to move to the finish line, okay? 
This Easter egg thing, and, and I wanted to put it in the, into the message because this is not about an Easter egg hunt. This is about kids like little Justin who probably, probably are, is, is going through a situation with his family who are divorced. Kids that have been in prison. Kids that are finding teenagers and finding themselves in the back seat of a, of, a, of a 2014 Chevrolet when they need to be on the front seat of a church pew. I'm just saying... You're going to be faith. We're, we're, going to, we're, we're wanting to provide a place. Somebody said, yeah, but that's going to be money. How, what, for what? Who cares how much it costs? If we're able to go over there to Strickland Park and, and, and just bathe that whole thing in prayer, and not, not that we're going to go around handing out tracts, come to Forward Church, do you know Jesus loves you? No. We just want to show up and go, man, we're so glad you're here. We hope you guys have a great time. If there's anything we can do, you look for somebody in a green T-shirt because we're here. Whatever you need, we're going to get you to it. You want to, you want to jump on a bouncy house? Come on, buddy. I'll go with you. That's what, that's what it's about. So next Sunday, when we meet, I want every, every it shouldn't be a, today we're going to see, because I'm going to put this, I'm going to have my sister Brittany put this at guest services. And if you want to volunteer to stand at a bouncy house, if you want to flip some dogs uh, uh, and put them in a bun and serve some drinks, you can't because you'll probably eat it all. And, and I'm just kidding. And whatever, I mean, there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to get bouncy houses. We've already got Smokey the Bear's going to be there. Peter Cottontail's going to be there. Uh, the Forest Ranger's going to be there. Um, the, the fire department's going to be there with a big truck and lights going crazy. The Chiefland, just, just crazy stuff. People are going to be like, what in the world's going on? They think they're coming to get some candy and 10,000 eggs that we're going to provide. But then we're going, we're going to do something really cool. Dad's going to come up and, and we're, going to, we're going to have these kids write down their biggest dream, what they want to be. And we're going to attach it to a balloon that's got helium in it. And then all together, we're going to launch those things just before they go to do their Easter egg. These kids, I, man, I want, to be a, I want to be that fireman. I want to be that. I want to do that. Or whatever they want in life. Man, I want my parents to stay together. And imagine when that helium pops and all those balloons fall down. God knows where. Gainesville, Tri-County area, who knows where they're going to go. And people pick that up. God, make my, help my parents to stay together. Make my daddy stop beating my mama. That's when we're going to be the church. When we go and, and be the church. So, man, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I've got 47 slots, but I'm hoping that, that we're going to flip this page today and there's going to be everybody's going to sign up. So that t- next Sunday, all we're going to do is take 15 minutes and we're going to start breaking down where we are, what we've already accomplished, and what we still want to do. Okay? Write this down or put it in your phone. I'm giving this to you real quick. We need 10 families, okay, 10 families who will go on uh, SunnyBunnyEasterEggs.com, SunnyBunnyEasterEggs.com. On there, there is, you can get pre-stuffed. That's how we want to do it. We don't want to spend five days trying to prepare and stuff a bunch of eggs. We want you to go online. You can get 1000 for a $104. Somebody said, man, that's a lot of money. Well, then hook up with another family, pay 52 apiece, and call it a day. Okay? But we need to go ahead and do this like this week. We need to go ahead and place the order, get the eggs here. Okay? You bring them, get them shipped to your house, you bring them here, and we're going to store them in the, in the cafe, the buzz room area. That way we know that everything's here because that's what the kids are coming for. We're going to give them Jesus. We're going to give them love. Okay? And that's all I'm going to say about that. So if you guys will sign up today, Brittany, make sure that gets up there. And, and I'm just telling you, that's the way. That's the way we're going to change Chiefland. And he's going to use you to do it. Y'all messed a good time to clap. Yes, you did.
The real question that you need to ask yourself is this. Has your relationship with God changed the way that you live your life? Has your relationship, not your religion, not that you come up and show up and sing a tune and drop something in the bucket, but has your relationship, what you do with Him every single day, has it changed the way you live your life? That WWJD error, what would Jesus do, became more of a fad than a question of guided direction. It became more of how many colors and how far can I get them up my wrist. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Now, what would he do? You took them off so you could go do what you want to do, but then when it looked good for the public, you put them back on. It was more of a fad than a guided direction for wisdom. God, what would you really do? Somebody said, well, I, I just don't know if, if I need to be a part of, you know, I'm going to have such and such. Man, you need to sacrifice April 13th and get out there at 1 o'clock when we break for church and get out there and help us set that thing up and get all those eggs spread out everywhere because at 4 o'clock, don't, I don't know how many coming. You put, we're getting ready, it's getting ready to hit the paper and all that stuff. The, we're going to bring the radio station out there. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm believing for 1,500 to 2,000 kids. That's what I'm believing for. It could be more than that. Remember what I said? Whatever I'm believing for, God's got something greater than that. We must become intentionally aware of God in our lives. We'll never grow closer to God. Francis Chan said this. I love this. We, We never grow closer to God when we just live life. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. You'll never grow close to God by happen chance. You'll never grow closer to God when we just live life. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. Be attentive wherever you are. That's what I want. Man, wherever I'm at tomorrow, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Don't get fired from your job, but you be attentive. We must be in deliberate pursuit. It's like me at the gym. Yeah, I know. They, they, it's changing. The other day, my wife said, let's just, just take your shirt off and let me see. I'm like, baby. That's as far as it went. Don't go crazy. I'm, I'm not like Dad. I'm not, I'm not going to do all that. Not in front of y'all. That's my business. I'm just saying. But she said, just, just, just take it off. So, you know, I'm just. And I, you can tell a little something. It's a little something going on. Just a little something going on. But it takes deliberate pursuit every single day. There's people back in Georgia that said, man, I give that sucker five days. He won't make it. I'm not a quitter. Matter of fact, I signed up for the contract. You signed me up for the whole year because I ain't getting out of this thing. If I just pay month to month, I can do the 30 days and I'll be done. No, I, I made sure that I got hooked up. It takes deliberate pursuit. Matter of fact, I heard Josh the other day with one of his clients. They'd finished doing something and Josh moved over here and this is what he said. Where you at? Sucker was over there. Where you at? And what are you doing? Come on. Come on. That's how I want us to be together. Why are you back there? What you doing over there? Come on. That felt good. I can actually do it now. I'm not hurting as bad. Just being in the gym doesn't make my muscles begin to break down and build up to become something stronger. Just like sitting in church doesn't break bondages off your life. Just me going to the gym, we were watching somebody on the camera the other day, from earlier in the day. And the guy who runs the gym was like, man, that brother, watch him. He just walks over to the thing and just starts talking. He's doing more talking than he is doing this. Just talking about it ain't going to get the job done. Just talking about what God's going to do ain't going to get the job done until we put our hands to the plow and start digging. 
What you talking about, Pastor B? This is what I'm talking about. Romans chapter 15, verse 1, message translation says this. You're going to get tired of me here saying this. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step out and step in on April 13th and lend a hand to those who falter. I added that just in case you kind of lost the, the connection there. Been a long time. And not just do what is most convenient. Don't do what's just convenient. Don't do what's just convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. You might not even see me that day. You're going to see me, but you're not going, you may not even see me on a stage. Because it ain't about the lights. It's about how can I serve and make sure that this thing goes completely smooth. Somebody said, well, you give me a mic and a tune and I'll do something. You let me stand out front and throw business cards in my personal business. No, you put those in, you just stay at the house. As a matter of fact, don't even worry about it. Because it's not about you. It's not even about forward church. It's about those kids in this community. And people say, well, I, I, just, I just don't know. I'll have to pray about it. Get into the book. Let's think about what we really should be doing. I, just got, I don't know if God really wants me to go out there and serve. Have you read this lately? Come on. Rewind that CD. We'll go right back to the very first verse. Serving people. I got to pray about it. Let me just check my schedule. Man, God will blow your phone up and set your calendar on fire. Play with him. Maturity begins to grow when we can sense your... Somebody says, I'm mature, I'm mature, I've been a Christian. Yeah, okay. Maturity begins to grow when you can sense your concern for others outweighing the concern for yourself. Maturity begins to grow when you can sense your concern for others outweighing the concern for yourself. I believe God wants us to love others so much that we go to extremes to help people. Be in church all day and go out there and eat a hot dog and sit up in a hot sun and serve for a few hours. Man, I don't know about that. Nothing you and I do in this life will even matter unless it's about loving God and loving the people that He's made, no matter what we do. Forward Church isn't about building another church in Chiefland because God knows we don't need another church. We exist to equip and position the saints to infiltrate the city with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And sometimes the, the gospel is easily, more easily received when it's witnessed versus when it's communicated through verbiage. Because how many knows our tongue screws it up sometimes? So you, you present the gospel in, by your lifestyle and the way you, you live and love other people. And that will be the biggest testimony and the biggest message you could ever preach. Use the platform where you are. This is the platform where he has me. But you have a platform where you stand and serve every single day. Little lady at Walmart, bless her heart, on the express line. But the last thing she'll tell you is have a blessed day. You know how you know how that I, she don't even know what I'm going through and stuff. And for somebody to just say, "Have a blessed day," so you know what I do when I go through McDonald's. Hey, have a blessed day. I wasn't expecting that. Man, just present the gospel. You ain't got to tell them. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Forward church. You want some more of that? Come on down. Nah, don't do all that. Here's the challenging. And I'm coming to a close. Here's the challenging, life-altering question. That we all need to ask. If you really want to do something great for God, you'll ask these questions to yourself. How am I doing in my pursuit of a deeper walk with Christ? What am I doing in my family? Amy will tell me real quick. 
That Jesus you show on Sundays, I'm going to need to see a little bit more of that in the house. She'll tell me real quick. So how are you doing in your family? Are you loving your family? Moms, are you loving your kids? I am not perfect. And my whole family stands up like a choir and says, oh. <laughs> what am I doing in my community? I'm, there's a part that I'm supposed to play for April 13th, but there's a part that we're all supposed to play, and that's when we get connected together, and that line goes this way, and then we move it this way. Right. Did you just see that? Somebody's got the vision, we link up, those want to get connected to it, and we form this long line, and it's almost like a tsunami. They ain't not going to know what hit them. And that's what I want to see, a sea of green T-shirts. Why we all got to have a T-shirt? Because we want them to know whatever you need, you go find somebody with a green T-shirt, and we're going to make sure whatever it is, we're going to get you there. Oh, you want to be moved to the front of the line to the, get the eggs? Come on, let me take you on the backside. Whatever, just be cool with the kids. Be cool with the kids. What's, what's my greatest adversary to successful, successfully becoming all that God has called me to be? Mirror, me. I am my greatest adversary. We want to blame everything on the devil when a lot of it's me, my decision. God gave me the mind and sometimes it, it gets jacked up and I just do whatever I want to do. And then be like, God bless it. Now, why don't we start doing what God's blessing instead of saying, God bless what I'm doing? I must, I love this. I think it's the last slide of the arrows. Is that right? I must identify my target and hit the mark. Is it in there? Should be a, yeah. Look at all them holes. You know what that means? You're not always going to get it right. And, 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 And in a quiver, there's probably about, I don't know, six, eight bows in a quiver. I don't know. Kelly, help me out. Whatever. Y'all know I spend a lot of time in the woods. But whatever, all those holes represented an arrow. But you know what? They went up there, walked, got that sucker, and went back and tried it again. Instead of leaving it and, and saying, oh, that's just good enough, sucker left it right there. Well, that's just good enough. That just let, he left that one just to let him know, oh, it's just a little bit more to go. I did all that, but then I got just a little bit more to go, and he didn't stop. So that just lets you know, hey, you're not always going to do it the right way. But it's in how you finish. Because there's somebody in the room, like the little boy Justin, who's watching to see. Are you just going to leave? Oh, well, I, five of them. I got three more in the quiver. I, I just can't do it. Are you going to give up and quit? Don't give up and quit. Don't quit. Good for me. Good for me. As the music softly plays. One day I'll look at a keyboard player, but right now I'm looking at my brother Josh. I told him, I said, you the band. Not that one. Altar call. Sucker said, you've preached long enough. You need to come on to the... Let's just pretend that this isn't 25 feet long, but it's long enough to go all the way around the world. Really, it just goes tucked under the stage, Okay. Imagine this rope as a timeline, okay, of your life. Of your very existence. And it exists forever. It doesn't just tuck down somewhere and end. It goes on forever because that's what your life is. And this red piece represents your time here on earth. That's your life. But this portion is just your time here on earth. And we spend a lot of time trying to get just this, this, this part right here right. 
And, and, and this is what we do. Because you can see there's, a, there's an ending part right there, right? That's where we cross over and keep living. But we live for this. This is what we're living for right here. And we do all the, I'm going to work, 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 and I'm going to save, 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 so I can live right here like I want to. I'm going to work real hard. I'm going to save so right here at the finish line I can enjoy it. God, am I going to be able to go on all the vacation? Am I going to get me a diesel pusher RV so I can be like everybody else and, and, and go and do? And We put all the focus on this part. When this right here is what we're really supposed to be living for. We put all our focus on, let me, let me see how much savings I can get. But did you know whatever you do here in this small portion of your life determines how you're going to live in eternity somewhere? And there's only two places. We put all the emphasis on, on this right here. When God says, you know, and, and for our family, we've been persecuted. People are like, man, you stupid for what you just did right there. Don't, aren't, no, you stupid. Because what I, decision I made right there determines how I'm going to spend the rest of my life. You're moving to Florida and y'all going to take that kind of pay cut? That's stupid. No, you're stupid because you won't believe God because what I do down here determines how I'm going to live in heaven because that's where I'm going. There's two places, but only one destination for this boy. So the question I'm asking today is this, and God is asking is, where are you at? Where are you at? What you doing? Are you just trying to build up so everybody come out there and we'll do this thing? No, I'm trying to get you to see what that's about. It's not about eggs, candy, and all that stuff, and the lights. Woo! It's not about that. It's about being the church and loving people. If you're here this morning, you say, you know what? My focus has been this. But in just the last few moments, I know something tugged at me and said, I need to be really worried about what I'm doing here and see, a lot of Christians, they get, they get caught up in not even really worrying about this part. They get to this part because they want to be there. Well, if you ain't doing the right stuff here, it's going to be kind of slim on the other side. Or it could be a lot hot, real hot on the other side. So you say, you know what, I need to, I need to, I need to I, from this day forward, I, I want to make sure that, that my focus, and Paul said it, Philippians chapter... 3, verse 7. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to, to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider the rubbish that I may gain, excuse me, I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. All this stuff, this work, 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 real hard, 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 so I can save, 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 so I can get mine. Is rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that, righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering, becoming like Him in His death, he didn't die just to show us, excuse me, he didn't die just for our sins and for our healing. He died to show us how to die. 
He didn't do it just for the obvious. Thank you. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. No, he did it for that, but he also did it as an example to show us how to die every day to our flesh. Not that I have already obtained all this. See, he wrote this part when he was in here. Not when he got to the other side of re- reading, writing back. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been, been made perfect, but I press on to take a hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I'm not perfect. I'm shooting all kinds of holes all over the map. But this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and straining toward what is ahead, and I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God called me, which is heaven. If you're here this morning, you say, you know what? I've been so focused on my life and making sure I got money to go on a vacation. He wants you to go on a vacation. But when the vacation becomes all you're thinking about, it's almost like a big screen we get to heaven. You're going to see replays of a vacation because that's all you did. I want the replays of vacation to be minimal to what I did for the kingdom. I want it to be played on a big screen. When I, when I was able to stand beside kids and just tell them, man, Jesus loves you. So if you're here this morning, you say, you know what, I need, to, I need to reshift and flip the script on some priorities today. If that's you, will you stand? Somebody say, I want to live. I want to live for, I want to live right now for what I know I'll get later. We want, we want, the, we want the pleasure now. Man, that's nothing compared to all that. We think, well, when I die, that's it. No, it's just beginning. But I'm setting up now for what's going to happen then. I'm going to ask Dad to come and pray because I want to stand. I want Dad to pray for us because that covering needs to hover over. And I hope you got something. I really hope you got something so that when you wake up tomorrow... And you, and you go through your routine of getting ready and all that stuff. And you get to where you're going. I want you to hear my voice. Where are you at? And what are you doing? I want you to hear God say, where are you at? And if you choose not to help on April 13th, I want you to hear it like this. Oh, wherever you're at. Where are you at? What are you doing? Why are you not doing it? Because I had the decision of, we'll just rest for this first year, and, and we'll do the egg thing next year. And that's what I heard. Bradley, where are you at? What you doing? I didn't move you five hours for you to sit on your tail. What you doing? Yes, God, we presented it, and, and I'm just believing that it's going to take all of us to do it. I want, you to, I want April 13th just to burn inside of you. God, I can't wait to see the, the, those kids. I can't wait to get down on my knees. I can't wait to get in that jolly jump and start bouncing with those kids and be like, what, what's wrong with him? I want to focus all of my short time on the extension of my life. The other Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www dot myforwardchurch.org there you'll find online giving church events and so much more 
Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.